Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And I am very excited to get into what is just a massive, massive week in the National Football League. The playoffs are coming. We have one more week of the regular season left. A lot of fates have been decided. A lot of quarterbacks showed they're washed. There's so much to discuss. We'll get into some other podcasts. The, uh, the, the you know, my co-host uh, was on the Circle City set of a, uh, what's that, Griffith? They're talking about the Boba Fett show on Disney Plus. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to check that out. That's going to be a uh, fantastic podcast for you. I unfortunately am not going to be able to listen to a whole lot because I, I need to watch The Mandalorian before I listen to that podcast. So, I, but but I'm just going to guess that it'll be a very very good, very good podcast. And then we have the Divine Rhyme, uh, which Dylan Hughes is, has been doing some stuff on the YouTube channel uh, that they have. So please don't be afraid to check that out. I know they're looking to record some stuff here soon. Uh, the Power Hour continues to put out episodes each week. So it should be a blast to get things going uh, with the network and just keep following with what we got for 2022. And, and that'll lead me to welcome in uh, the co-host, the man himself, Bryce Shetty. Bryce, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Caleb. I'm doing great, man. It's good to be back on after last week. We got through the holidays. Yeah, yeah. We got we had the holidays. I went monologue. It, it, it's just kind of how it went. But you know, I'm excited to get back to our normal routine, kind of how we like to do things. Uh, because you know, again, there's just so much to talk about, and so uh, we'll get started doing the segment that everybody loves. Uh, which is the get the sack segment. Uh, and Bryce, I mean, you know, normally I let you go first, but I've been really itching to go first for get the sack. Are you okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Take right. it away, my so, friend. So, so here, here is my get the sack candidate. Okay. Uh, he showed he's, he's extinct at this point. Like he's a fossil in the national football league. And that's Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio deserves the sack. As far as I'm concerned, this was a name Bryce that you and I have barely mentioned this season in large part due to the fact that they were relatively competitive and they kept things going and Teddy Bridgewater made him solid. Um, But the more I'm looking at this team, it's like, I'm thinking long-term with this, get the sack. I just think he's got to go. Like he's giving you at this point, Rice, he's giving you these type of defensive seasons for a long time. As a defensive mind, he's doing what he's doing. He's not fixing the big problem. The big problem is quarterback. The big problem is putting something in place to allow things to get going offensively. Seems like there's just been this um, we're okay with where we're at offensively type of coaching. And because they've been okay with where they're at, they've been missing the playoffs. And, you know, this is a team that I think would be a really good January football team. Like, I would not want to face Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in the playoffs. It's a good backfield in the playoffs and a good defense in the playoffs. But the reason that they're not in the playoffs is because they have no offense. And they have, they have Drew Locke, who, should be, who has no business being a spot starter. He has no business being a backup. He's a third-string quarterback. That's what he is. And as far as I'm concerned, Fangio, Fangio gets the sack. Bryce, who's your uh, get-the-sack candidate for this week? Well, mine this week is is going to be the one, the only Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns uh, for this very Stefanski. reason. For this very reason, one, not only did you did you lose to uh, your rival in the division against a a, a washed quarterback. 
But you have made the decision to keep Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback through large amounts of injuries that obviously require surgery. And now you wait till the last week of the year to, to be like to give the OK for that. So you basically just just pissed away a year for no reason. Yeah. Um, I. I get you had COVID, you had injuries, you had all that stuff, but this was still like a playoff contending team. 100%. Um, I, I don't understand the, the thought process behind it. The Browns had an awful year. They didn't even score a point in the first half. Um, Kevin Stefanski has totally blown this season, in my well, opinion. He's blown this season, and then their quarterback has been engaged – uh, in a TV contract, in my opinion. And you, you were, you you were on the you, Baker train. You switched you know, over to the Baker train. Well, you know, I was trying to be nice. And then all of a sudden it went back to where I, I once was. I once I once was somebody that uh, absolutely could stand Baker Mayfield. But all of a sudden you started playing good. He made me eat it. And then he goes right back to where I was, where I was uh, before I hated him. Uh, Bryce, you know, the, the thing that I love about this from Baker Mayfield is I can do some really funny comparisons and some very, very funny comparisons. Baker Mayfield and watching him play quarterback and watching him handle post game media conferences is like getting an NFL version of days of our lives. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is giving you a free permission for three hours on your Sunday to watch a live edition of days of our lives. And it's on the NFL. Here we go. You're on the NFL. He's giving it to you for three and a half hours because of his drama and his lack of consistency. And the fact that he continuously goes and blames one thing and another, and then he has his happy places, but then the commercial breaks that it leaves when you ever, you watch days of our life, which I have not watched days of our lives in years, but I would watch it with my grandparents, whenever I was younger, when it cuts, it's like Baker Mayfield's happy. Then when it gets back on, Baker Mayfield sucks. It's it's a it's a it's a, a vice versa. I just think it's hilarious. Uh, offensive player of the week, um, Bryce. Who do you have for that? I mean, there was a lot of candidates, but obviously one stood out, and you picked him. Yeah, and well, honestly, so me and my me and Zach Griffith, we were talking about it today, and we kind of have to eat it on this, Caleb, and so do you. So do you. We all okay. we all three have to eat it on this. Jamar Chase is the offensive player of the week. Okay, 11 receptions, okay. 266 yards, and three touchdowns. Caleb, we were calling for them to draft Panay Sewell. We were doing it because it made the most sense. Joe Burrow coming off an ACL injury because he got murdered his rookie year. They yeah. really didn't do a whole lot to improve the line. They drafted Joe Burrow's buddy out of college, even though they had Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. But, Caleb, here we are. Jamar Chase has made us all eat it. He overcame the drops in the preseason. He's had monster, monster games. And this was a big one. This was a big one against the Kansas City Chiefs, whose defense has been playing well uh, the second half of the season and totally obliterated them. So my offensive player of the week goes to Jamar Chase. I get, you know, I, I, I will say, I will say, I think the three of us need to, you know, not blame ourselves too hard on this. The need is very obvious. I think still, I think they're improving on the offensive line, but the need for a cornerstone piece on the offensive line is still very much there. And I don't think any of us said Jamar Chase was just going to suck, but I think he's, but I think really, and I think this is where you're going, where the three of us really eat it is you can make a case by the end of the year. He's a top eight wide receiver in football. 
Yeah. And that's the, that's, that's, that's the part I don't think anybody could have predicted. And so I, I agree. That's a great, it's a great choice for um, offensive player of the week. I, I'm going to go with Odell Beckham, man, because I like, this. you know, he's, I actually he's, like he's, this. An, he's answered, he's answered the bell. And in this, and in this game against the Ravens, Odell Beckham had incredibly massive catches down the stretch. You know, the statistics aren't Mr. Glamour, but they were not going to win if Odell Beckham didn't make those catches. And he scored like in almost yeah, every game he's played with the Rams. He, he is, yeah, something Baker Mayfield needs something, to understand. Oh, and, oh. And, 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 the, and, the, and the Rams and the Rams are a great football team, but Odell Beckham, when he's getting the ball, is making plays, which, you know, a lot of people would have, you know, kind of knew that. And, and then at the same time, it's like, what he he's doing it in the clutch situations, and that shows the confidence that McVay has in him, the the level Bryce to which we think that this Rams team can go. You know they've they've got a lot of pieces that are that are starting to get healthy for them, that are starting to get better for them, and that's dangerous because now with Cam Akers coming back in the fold, this is going to be a tough Rams team to knock out. And if Odell Beckham continues to play with this level of confidence, the Rams are only going to skyrocket farther. Next up, the defensive player of the week. Um, Rice, what do you got for this? Well, I I selected T.J. Watt, but I want to say T.J. Watt and, and that front seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they were able to sack Baker Mayfield nine times. Um, but the reason I picked T.J. Watt is because he reached the 20-sack club. All right, the 20-sack club is, is you're able to get 20 sacks uh, within the year. And, Caleb, I think this is what's more impressive to me. Okay. Um, TJ Watts missed some time this year. He has played 12 complete games this season. 12. So even if he were to break Michael Strahan's record next week, uh, which is certainly possible, um, you could still say that's a legitimate record. Absolutely. You could you could say that's a legitimate record. He didn't need all 17 games to do it because of the games that he's missed. Sure. So I think that makes it all the more impressive. Um, I, honestly, TJ Watt's kind of having a quiet year in terms of recognition in the NFL this year because of so yeah. many other teams. The Steelers haven't been doing very well, so they don't get a lot of attention. I mean, I think it might be clear. I mean, look, I love my boy Darius Leonard. I still think he should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year, but I think you might have to give it to TJ Watt if he breaks this record. Yeah, it, it's pretty incredible, you know, the limited amount of games he's played and the dominance that he has had in each of those games. You know, it, it's got to be recognized. I, I agree. He, he's been at a, another level. Um, you know, the guy for me, Bryce, um, you know, ah, man, Buda Baker looked like a superstar against the Dallas Cowboys everywhere on the field. Yeah, he's been um, he, he, he looked amazing for them. And this was a unit that has had a lot of, well, you know, where is the nasty Arizona Cardinals defense? Uh, where is that defense that people saw from last year? Early part of this year, they looked very good. Second half, they've just seemed to find some inconsistencies. Well, Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons have been awesome for them, especially in this game. And I think Bryce, you know, if, you know, they're supposed to get Hopkins back, at least for the playoffs, at least it's what I'm hearing. It's like there's a, there's a good chance of that. You get Connor back, and you can beat Dallas, who, by the way, you might play in the playoffs. Like, who's to say Arizona cannot win that game? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just think that the Cardinals, what what the game from Buda Baker showed me as a defensive player of the week is like, okay, he is the best player. He, he's probably, him and Chandler Jones are the best players on defense, right? Pick or choose who you think, pick or choose what you like, really. Um, but the Cardinals, when they're getting that level of play from that star, it's going to put them at another level because this team is very reliant on what Kyler Murray can do. But when that defense is reliant, man, Man, Arizona's got something scorching. Uh, next up, uh, we'll get into uh, our just our general our roundup. Uh, we're not doing the collapse because, well, you know everybody's everybody's collapsed, and we know the playoffs. We know what teams are, uh, you know. So we're not going to go in the collapse anymore. We're just going to go right into the games, uh, and that's going to lead us into our our typical first segment, which is the Indianapolis Colts uh, as they played the Raiders. The Raiders came out on top against the Colts and Bryce, I'm curious to hear your thoughts here. I, I, you know, I know you've been a little higher on the Raiders than me, obviously. And, and the Colts have been a team that, you know, obviously the both of us have thought we're heading in the right direction. And, and you would have thought that they would have came out. I, I wouldn't say they didn't play with fight. They, they played with, they played with some fight. It just, I just thought it was a game they should win. I just thought the motivation of getting into the playoffs was going to be enough to, to see a win out of this. Why do you think the Colts did not get a win in this game? Well, I think I think they just got lackadaisical. Uh, honestly, I, I don't think that they were they were mentally ready uh, in all three phases, as Frank like or Frank Reich likes to say. Uh, but I mean, this Raiders team is nothing to scoff at. They're nine and seven. They're the same record as the Colts. So it's not like this is a bum team. Yes, I, I do believe the Colts should have won. But I've been telling you, Caleb, I've been telling you the Raiders are not as bad as you think they are. No, I do think they're bad. I, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't. Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. And we've been talking about it all season and he continues to make plays on that final drive where they were the final drive to win the game. Okay. Derek Carr made some, uh, some incredible plays. Yeah, he did. I mean, we had him dead to rights in the backfield for sacks and somehow he got free and he found that that pesky little Hunter Renfro who absolutely torched Kenny Moore all game long. Bad game from Kenny Moore. Awful game. Yeah. And and you expect more from, from your best corner, your pro bowl corner. And and that, that was just not it. You got torched by him Uh, plain and simple. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I expect Colts win this game. Do I think they're fine? Yeah, I do. I think they're fine. Um, I, you know, they're still dealing with some of the COVID stuff. They're getting people back. Uh, yeah. They didn't have a lot of people in the building. Um, I think we're going to get more of an inside look, uh, you know, at, at what the week looked like in the Hard Knocks episode this this, yeah. uh, this week. So that yeah. might be a telltale sign as well. Um, I know the indie media wants to rip uh, Carson Wentz specifically uh, for being on the COVID list for the week um, and not being in the building and maybe looking, you know, sluggish. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pound the, the narrative drum of everybody better be vaccinated and be a team player. I'm not going to do that. Okay. That's ridiculous. And I, and I respect that players make their own decisions in their own respects. I do respect that. I'm not going to murder them for that, but this, uh, nonetheless, this should be a game that the Colts should win. Now, luckily, uh, I mean, Caleb, I mean, think about this. If they didn't win in Arizona, this situation would look a lot different. Yeah. Right. All the Colts have to do is go to Jacksonville who is two and 13 or two and 14 this season and win. I don't think that's a whole lot to ask. Now I get it. The Colts haven't won there since 2014, but I think this should be, this should be a done deal. If the Patriots can go and hang 50 on them, 
yeah. this past week, yeah. the Colts should be able to go in there and win this game, period. I, I, I agree, Bryce. I think that's the mindset they got to have. You know, the, the way I looked at this game, um, yeah, I mean, certainly I've been low on the Raiders. I, I, I think Derek Carr has been very good. I'm not low on Derek Carr. I'm low on the team. And I just think that at some point, you've got a lot of things that you're overcoming and you just have to reset. But right now, they put they put themselves in a position, win all, take all, more or less, where these two teams are going to fight for a playoff spot between the Raiders and the Chargers, and it's going to be oh, fun to watch. Heck of a game! That's, that's going to be heck, heck be of a great game. game. That's probably going to lead our night, show, right? Yeah, that's Sunday night. Sunday night next week. That's probably leading our show. It's going to be that big, and I think that when you look at what what Derek Carr can do in the clutch. I mean, Derek, Derek Carr, you, you know, the thing I've been thinking about, about Bryce, and I haven't done a list in a long time, but I, I think people don't want to say it, but I might say it. Granted, I haven't done a list in a while, but is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback? Um, I'm certain. Certainly he might be in the conversation for because it. he's because. Again, it's 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 so funny to me how much people ridicule Derek Carr. Think they can do better than Derek Carr. I think there's I think there's probably fifteen to eighteen franchises that would beg to have Derek Carr as their starting quarterback. They would beg. More than half the league would want Derek Carr as their starting quarterback. I think it's a very fair statement. And what he can do in situations like what he did against the Colts, not a lot of quarterbacks can do, period. I don't care. Not a lot can do. They can't go on the road, make big plays like that with people like Zay Jones. And, you know, I think, Bryce, I know what you're meaning with Kenny Moore, but Hunter Renfro has genuinely owned the slot all season. He's yeah, him and Cooper slot. Cup. Him and Cooper Cup yeah. are, are prime slot receivers. Yeah, and that's not to say Kenny Moore should not play better. I think Kenny Moore absolutely should play better. My gosh. Now, Hunter Renfro is just continuing to let it pour. And getting Waller back is going to be massive. I mean, that that's going to open up just so much for that offense next week. Jacobs looks really good. You know, Drake's out. Jacobs gets more touches. What does it do? It leads to more production on the run game. Um, I'm worried about their defense. Next week, um, I, I, I was not – I thought their defense was very up and down, and it's kind of been that way all season. But against the Colts, I thought it was up and down. Um, mm-hmm. there, there were moments in this game where I think the Colts easily could have put them away, uh, and, and Carson Wentz, in my personal opinion, did not allow that to happen uh, with the T.Y. Hilton missed pass down the field, would have put the game in, in pretty good reach. Uh, you know, even the opportunity they had – uh, to intercept Carson Wentz, but then the ball tips and goes up and, and then behind the Raiders defensive backs for a T.Y. Hilton touchdown earlier. Yeah, come and, on now, come on now. If you're the, if you're the Raiders, it, there's got to be more consistency on defense next week when you face a Justin Herbert in a big game like that. I, I, Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do on in that regard. Um, and then I'm just, again, I just, I've got to respect the resiliency. I mean, the, Somehow there's still guys on this team that feel like a DUI is still okay, apparently, because they're consistently, it feels like it's happening every other week. So um, for that team, it's, it's, it's horrible. And, and, but man, they're fighting. And, and that's a credit to, I think, player leadership, uh, because I think, you know, sure, coaches can adjust, players can, but when you have players that are in and out of your locker room for these reasons, well, you've got to have a strong foundation of leaders. Right. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's not it's you know, I, I, I've heard people say it. It's the truth. Player leadership is the best kind of leadership in the locker room. 
the best kind of leadership in your organization. And so I think for the Raiders, that's what we're seeing. And that's, what's been really impressive to me uh, is, and especially against the Colts against a team that I, I did not think they were going to win against on the road. Next up Rams and the Ravens uh, Rams uh, avoid uh, another loss uh, with Matthew Stafford's three interceptions. Once again, throwing, I think a couple careless ones uh, and then Chuck Clark making a terrific play. Uh, They're able to finish it out. He only late. threw two oh, no. picks, two yeah, picks, two picks, sorry, two picks and Stafford and the Rams are somehow avoiding this conversation of he, he's throwing too many interceptions. Therefore that's why they're losing. The Rams are able to overcome that, which Bryce, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, when you look at what the Rams are doing, when you see the, the carelessness, um, you know, of Stafford at times, does it worry you in the playoffs or does it impress you that they're still winning despite all of it? Um, I think it's a little bit of both because I, I, everything you know about the regular season, you pretty much have to throw it out when you get to the playoffs because anyone can beat anyone on any given day. And we've seen that time and time again. I think the Rams are going to be fine. I mean, McVay's been to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he he has guys on that team that that are big time talent. Yep. And and you need you need big time talent to come through for you in, in these big games, especially in the playoffs. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Matthew Stafford's going to rise to the occasion. He knows his opportunities are are few. All right. He's, yes, he's winding down his career. Yep. Uh, so if he doesn't take advantage of something like this now, where I think the NFC is anyone's game, I, um, I do not think the Packers have that on lock. I don't believe I don't that either. for a second. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, you know, Sony Michelle has been dominating recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're going to get Cam Akers back. You get to grandfather him and you get to give him some touches this week. I like that. Um, Cooper Cup. I think Coop, Cooper Cup is just like Hunter Renfro. I don't think you're really going to stop it. It's it, how can you contain it? Yeah. Are you able to contain it? And then Odell Beckham, we, we know he's he can be big time. He can yep. be big time. Yeah, yeah. If you if you give him in the right spots, you give him the right plays and you don't just try to force it down his throat. Things work uh, yeah, that yeah. way. And I, and I think Sean McVay is figuring that out and it's only going to get better. Um, and, and the thing is, is the Rams, they don't have any reason to rest anyone unless they they are blowing out the Niners this week because they're still fighting for for mm. not only the division, mm. but for seating. That NFC is tight, right? We have yep. the Rams at 12 and four. We have the Buccaneers at 12 and four. We have the Cowboys at 11 and five, the mm. Cardinals at 11 and five. Okay. Those are four teams, four teams that are battling for, for seeding. Mm. And that's the difference between a home game and a road game. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So we already know the Buccaneers Arians has already said it. Nobody's resting. Nobody. Mm. Nobody. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, that, that Cowboys Eagles yep. game is a big game. Uh, the Cowboys have more to lose than, than the Eagles. You know, maybe yep. if the, Cow the Cowboys already clinched the division. Maybe they're cool with where they're at. I don't know. I don't know, but they play the Saturday game, so they really won't know. So I, I'm no. curious to see how they'll handle, handle that. Um, but no, man, I, I'm, I'm content with where the Rams are at. Well, and you know, I think Bryce, where I'm noticing the improvement, I think people aren't talking about it enough is Andrew Whitworth, getting him back in the lineup has just given this team some stability on the offensive line. And I think the numbers would show, I think the numbers would show, particularly in the running game, that they're starting to just get more 
clear idea. They're not, you know, a lot of the questions we had middle of the season were they were getting out tough, out muscled. Well, I, I don't. They they did they weren't getting out tough or out muscled against the Ravens. They they weren't doing that. I was watching the game. They were not getting out tough or out muscles. The the Rams were able to do what they needed to do, both on the offensive line and defensive line, and that's where they won this game. Von Miller looked unbelievable, especially in that last play, just showing what he's capable of. That's why the Rams went out and got him. Make plays like that would have mattered. I like the I, to me, I like the energy of this team. I just like what they're feeling. And like you said, Bryce, I just think McVay has found something. And I think he knows it. And I think all of us kind of know it, but he really knows it. And, you know, I, in my personal opinion, Bryce, he's the best coach in the NFC and he's going to win the coaching battle every single time. And that's a big deal when a team gets to the playoffs. It's, it's just a big deal. And I think that that's going to set them up very nicely if they can fix the staff for turnovers. And if they can figure out ways to still get through wins, whether that's through the pass, whether that's through the run or defensive games. Next up, the Bucks and the Jets, which, you know, typically we haven't mentioned a whole lot of the Jets. Uh, the Jets stink. Uh, they're just very rebuilding. They're they're just trying to figure out themselves a little bit. They're more of a 2022 team for us, Bryce. Uh, but man, they, they competed against Tampa. They competed against them really hard. They, they pushed them to the limits uh, and they pushed them to the limits so much that Antonio Brown decided, hey, I am not going to play in the middle of the game. I'm just going to take my stuff up. I'm going to take my pads off and I'm not going to play another down in this game. And we're not talking like fourth quarter, end of the game. We're talking literally in the middle of the game. We're talking like third quarter. Bryce, I mean, I'm talking about the win a little bit. We'll talk about Brown. Let's start with Brown. I mean, what is, we can't compare anything like this to anything I don't know in sports. This is just such a uh, odd display of professionalism, um, it's such a um, Antonio Brown like thing to do. And Bruce Arians basically said, we are done with it and we're cutting him. Yeah. So yeah, I've never seen anything like that ever. No, I, I haven't. And I, we're hearing two sides of the story, right? But, but first, before we get to that, I'm, let me draw your attention to this, Caleb. The sure. Buccaneers have not dropped and Tony Brown, they have not cut him technically. Yeah, that's true. So that's I true. wonder if there's ga- some gamesmanship here. Let's not let's not cut Antonio Brown because he's just going to sign with another team and maybe hurt us later. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. I, I anyway. absolutely think that could be going up. I totally do because there's a anyway. team that you mentioned, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, that could use a third receiver. Yeah, and Jerry would do that. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, so here's here's the side, right? We hear Arian's side. Okay, he's no longer a buck. Um, he wouldn't go back into the game. Um, you know, that's it. We're done. Yeah. So now we hear Antonio Brown's side of the story. Just moments before we started this podcast, um, he releases a very long statement on Twitter um, and states that he hasn't. He's been battling an ankle injury. We know this. He missed some games because of it. Um, apparently, he was dealing with the ankle injury. Uh, he didn't feel like he could play through it. And Arians told him that if he doesn't get in, in the game, he's done here. Um, to which Antonio Brown reacted that way, took off his pads, took off his jersey. Uh, what I don't get is that he was jumping 
off the field. He was jumping. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I, surely yeah. that can't feel good for your ankle. But no, nonetheless, not. he says he's yeah. having he's having an ankle injury and that Arians is pushing his own narrative. Yeah. It will be I, I feel like Antonio Brown might also be setting up to file a grievance with the NFLPA. I, I agree with that. Um to get his money because I think that was another thing is is he didn't feel like the Bucks were allowing him to get his money, which I think is ridiculous. But hey, um, that's neither here nor there. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It's going to be a long drawn out drama, just like everything yeah. with, with, with Antonio Brown. But what I don't get is Antonio Brown just a week before right. was saying, right. was telling the media that right. they're all about drama and yep. he's just there for football. Well, obviously not Antonio. And you've proved it once again, you've proved that you, that you can't handle yourself as a professional and that you're an absolute joke and laughing stock of the league. And it's a joke that franchises will are still willing to sign this guy. And I think the fact that you didn't say it in the past tense, I agree with you. There are franchises, I think, in the league still that are willing to sign him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, when you're looking at this situation, uh, I just don't think he can be relied upon, Bryce. I cannot rely upon this in a play. He's a ticking time bomb. There's just, you cannot have this. I don't understand how any team would go out and sign him, especially a playoff team. And I mean, you were under Tom Brady. Are you going to get the guy a better who stuck his neck out for you? Right. Are you going to get a better quarterback to have, right? Like you said, kind of be, you know, the support of you. And are you going to get a better quarterback to throw you the football and be okay with it? I do not think so. Uh, Tom Brady is the best at his business for a reason. Uh, I just, for me, Bryce, this is just a very, it's a situation where, you know, I, I'm the way I look at it is he, he's been given so many chances um, that it's, it's kind of the whole idea of, well, Bryce, he, he needs to get help. Well, I feel like this is, we've been talking years of this, mm-hmm. right? Like we've been talking years of this now, granted, you can argue the organizations are not putting the right resources in place to give him the help, but it is, but again, I just, I think that it's, it's, it's not, it's a situation where at this point, that is what he's being. He is, he's, he's, he's very dramatic in what he's doing. He's not, you know, being what he needs to be for this football team. And for Tampa Bay, he is a, he's a slot receiver for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not, I mean, with all due respect. Okay. I'm not saying Tyler Johnson is Antonio Brown. I'm not saying Scotty Miller is Antonio Brown, but Tom Brady can make Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller look a lot better than what they are. Absolutely. And so I don't think Tom Brady's sweating over this, nor do I think Byron Leftwich is sweating over this when he's looking at play calls for next week. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a team that will adjust. Uh, this team has had adversity. Um, yeah, I mean, for crying out loud, they won the Super Bowl based off adversity. I, I think that, that this is a team that will eventually get it going. Uh, I think they'll, they'll find their stride. I think they'll start getting pieces back, look like the team we thought they would without Antonio Brown. From Jets' perspective, uh, you know, competitive game. I honestly thought they could have won it. Uh, encouraging to see Zach Wilson out there looking like a dog. And Michael Carter uh, running against the Tampa Bay defense, which is rumored to be the greatest run defense ever. Yeah, Michael Carter ran on you. Next up, the Chiefs and the Bengals. Uh, what a matchup. Absolutely what a matchup. Two top teams in the AFC going at each other. Bengals, though, come up with the win. The new gun in town. The new Cool kid on the block in town gets the W over the Kansas City Chiefs. Bryce, this was a team in Kansas City that you and I thought were basically unstoppable at one point. Then all of a sudden, Cincinnati says, stop right there. We are going to take care of them. 
where where do you side? Do you side of hey, Cincinnati is actually the real deal, or are you sitting there saying maybe the Chiefs had it slipped up a little bit? There's still a clear cut team to beat in the AFC. The only thing that concerns me about this, well, first off, first off, props to Cincinnati Bengals for winning this game. This this game was looking bleak. Okay, it looks like the Chiefs <laughs> yeah, were being the Chiefs. Stuff. They were up twenty eight to seventeen at half. Yeah. The Cincinnati defense held Kansas City to three points the entire second half. Three. Ridiculous. Yeah. Three points. Yeah. Uh, which is impressive. But uh, I yeah. mean, here here's my concern, Caleb. Yeah. Is look, I love Joe Burrow. You know, I love Joe Burrow. He's a yeah. Buckeye. He's yeah. a Buckeye. I don't care what y'all say. Yeah. Go look it up. He's a Buckeye. Go read yeah. about him. All right. Okay? Read. Yeah. Um, I like I like the young receiving core. Sure. My only issue is that they are not experienced. Mm. They have no experience mm. in the playoffs. Mm. None whatsoever. I think maybe let's see, maybe Trey Hendrickson. He's got a little playoff yeah. experience. Yeah. Um. That's a fair argument. Yeah. A woozy, I know what you mean. I think a woozy has some playoff playoff. experience. Maybe Mike, been a Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton. Right. Might, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. That notice all of it. the guys you're saying are on defense. Right. Right. None of these. Yeah. None of these offensive guys. Your biggest weapons. Right. I'm talking yeah. Burrow, yeah. Yeah. Mixon, Chase, yeah. Higgins, Boyd. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Uzama. All those guys have no playoff experience. It is a different animal. In, yeah. in, in in the playoffs, seriously. Yeah, it is. So I think that that's what might hurt them in the in in the end is the inexperience, and they're yeah. going to learn and get better from this. In my opinion, Caleb, I think they're a year ahead of schedule. I agree. I think they're a year ahead of schedule. They're playing I with agree. house money, so every win they get in the playoffs, house money. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. This this is a good win. This is mm-hmm. absolutely a good win. I'm not going to hold this against them. I'm just saying, looking at the big picture here. Um, sure. Do I think they 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 could definitely win playoff games? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, sure. But would I be shocked if they lost in the first round as the higher seed? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. And, and if they play the Colts, mm-hmm. if they play us, tough matchup for them. That's I, a tough matchup. Tough for both for both sides. Yeah, 100%. for both sides because you, you got to be you got to be a hundred percent on both sides. It, it's who who is the tougher team? Hundred percent. Who is the tougher team? Yep. Yeah, I like Cincy. I like Cincy. They're fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I the Bengals are a team to me that you know we've talked about in high respects. Like they've been able to overcome a lot. Burrow's becoming a, a star in our in our in front of our freaking eyeballs. We've got good receivers. We've got a defense that's improving in multiple ways. Uh, they've they've killed it. They killed the offseason. They absolutely killed the offseason, and they went out and got some really good pieces for them. I, I think the experience part is really valid, especially with the roster and for the coaching staff. Uh, I think Zach Taylor um, might get bullied in the playoffs. <laughs> I think I think I think there's a chance that scheme wise he could be out of his class. Yeah, okay, are you because, taking? Are, let's let's say they play the Colts. You taking right. Eberflus or Taylor? You see, I'm taking Eberflus. Yeah. I'm taking even flus because I'm taking that defensive. I'm taking a guy who's been to the playoffs. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking a guy that's been in a lot of big games. Zach Taylor, with all due respect, has probably been in maybe a couple of big games in his coaching career. He's and I'm talking like head coaching career. And this game against the Chiefs might be the biggest one he's ever coached. Now that's not to say that's a big game for any franchise. Okay, but I'm just saying 
that's the biggest, and it's probably by a mile. Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to need some experience. They don't really have it in their offense. I agree with you. Their defense is where they kind of have it. But then again, how much can you rely on that? How much can you depend on that? Um, that's my question uh, regarding this team. And, and depending on the right matchup, yes, 100%, I think they can get beat. Uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, man, I, I think I think it, it, I originally thought they were like unbeatable. I'm not saying – I would probably still have them number one in the AFC, but I, I do not think it is by like so far – like it's not – you know, like depending on the right matchup, depending on the day, you can get them. I think that's what this game showed. Like, I think Cincinnati is a team that, depending on the right day, they can beat them. Tennessee, if they get Henry back, depending on the right day, they can beat them. Um, like, there's there's teams out there that I think can do that. Um, I just that's I, that's all I think it showed me. I, I'm I'm more impressed with just the Bengals being able to make that next step. Right, I agree. They're a year ahead. That's a year ahead win, mm. and that should be encouraging for Zach Taylor in the front office to look forward to as they move forward. Uh, next up, Chargers Broncos blowout game. But you know, I uh, think this, you know the Chargers needed it though. They they needed it, and 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 that's what I wanted to talk about. I mean, they've got that big elimination game, right? Everybody's looking at it. They're looking at the Sunday night game. They're playing at the Raiders. But I think the I think the fact that they kicked the Broncos was the big deal. That's the big deal to me. It's a twenty one point game, and for a team, Bryce, that's shown a lot of inconsistencies, this was a team that needed to dominate, and they did. They dominated. They 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 forced Drew Locke to a QBR of 18.7. They did not allow Drew Locke to do anything. This was a game pretty much dominated by the Chargers and their defense. They looked their defense looked sharp. Uh, a very encouraging game. I think Brandon Staley was probably pleased with holding any team to 13, but the fact that he was able to do it at the end of the season is encouraging, I think, for the Chargers, especially after they get ready for this big game. Yeah, well, especially the Chargers who lost to the Broncos not too long ago. Very true, very true. Uh, to come out here and, and get a big win like this and put themselves in a position where they control their destiny, right? You win and you're in. 100%. All right, th- this is where you put up or shut up, right? This is this is where Justin Herbert and Joe, you know, and Joe, Joe Burrow, right? They came in the same class together. All right. All right, Joe, Joe Burrow did his thing. All right, Justin, it's your turn. Yep. Tell me what you got. All right, who's the real deal here? Everybody oh, yeah. wants to go all over Justin Herbert and his talent and his arm and his size. All right, well, what about Joey B over there? Slinging That's the exactly ball? right. That's exactly right. He's so already think, done it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun put up or shut up game. I agree. Um, I would much rather see the Chargers win this game. 100%. One, because I think I think the Raiders need a revamping of their franchise. And I think a loss like that would that. get them to that point. Um, I just want to see them back and better than ever. Personally, I kind of want to see Derek Carr on another team, but anyway, that's another, that's another sure. conversation for another sure. day. Um, no, man, I'm good with the chargers. I'm good with them. Yeah. They look, they look sharp. I, and I think Bryce, depending on the matchup, that's a team you wouldn't want to face in the plus because they're explosive offense. And I think Staley gives you some creativity on defense where he could put some, put together a really nice game plan. If he's mm-hmm. basically hunkered in on one team next up Cardinals and the Cowboys, I, so know, disappointed. I, I just disappointing game from the Cowboys all around. Cardinals fought through it. They get the much needed win. Team that was struggling, reeling off a bunch of losses, get the win twenty five to twenty two. Let's start from the Dallas perspective. Uh, this was just a bad. I just I think the way you got to look at this game if you're Dallas is just like just it was they were just missing a like just missing that that spark that that boost uh, the power up 
they were missing all of it. It just, it did not look like a team that we were hyping up the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's going on? I, I just, well, they got away from Mari Cooper again, three receptions, seven targets. I mean, what? But I like that you're pointing to that. I like that you're pointing to that. The thing is, like, when you go away from Amari Cooper, you lose. You lose. Or or you're just in in close games that you shouldn't be close with. You have this guy. You have this guy. Yeah. You have CeeDee Lamb, three receptions, four targets. Dalton Schultz had ten targets. Cedric Wilson had six targets. No disrespect to those guys. Sure. They're good players. Yeah. But that's not not it. That's not (laughs) it. And and what I don't get is that is that uh, Kellen Moore is getting looks for head coaching jobs. And I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. Wow. Wow. You You think it's too early? You think it's too early for for Kellen Moore to head coach? No, it's not early. It's it's a never. Wow. 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 This is dumb. Wow. Okay. I, I just, this is such a disappointing game. And, and you look awesome. at Dak Prescott's line and you'd be like, oh, that's really impressive. Yeah. Well, guess what? It, a half of that came in the fourth quarter when they're trying to come back and win when they were fair. already out of the game. Yeah. That's fair. Do they that's have fair. a chance to win it? Yeah. They did, but they didn't. They, they let a struggling Arizona team get another dub. Well, I do think that's a good win for the, in, in the defense. It the is a good win. It they, is a good they, win. They, they but, but the Cardinals weren't clean either. No, but, but they, they, they were able, but you know, they answered some questions for us. They answered some questions for us in this game. Did they? Um, I think, I think they did. I think they answered in the passing game. I think where they answered is I think they've a guy like Christian Kirk, who granted and AJ green had two big catches. So when you consider that in, but like they can win and do stuff in the passing game without, DeAndre, I'm not saying they're better. Okay, but I just think they could do something. They manage the targets very effectively. Pretty balanced. Kirk had nine. Ertz had nine. Green had six. It's pretty solid. I like that if, if I'm a Cardinal fan. That's kind of how I want it. Then I got Edmonds running for 18 carries. I'm going to get Connor involved. So I'm going to control the clock. I'm going to chew the clock more. Uh, uh, Bryce, a, a guy that is loved on this show and particularly by a guy we need to have on Zach Griffith is Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson's back in the lineup eating for the Cardinals offensive line. Yeah. I think this is a team that, you know, again, you put them in the right matchup. I just think this is a team that has this. They got a lot of young players who are just, who can win you a game. Kyler Murray can just win you a game. You know, he can take over for you and just win. Right. And, and so I'm encouraged by what, the Cardinals could do depending on the matchup. I think that's encouraging for them. Uh, you know, from the Dallas perspective, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, man, your talent and the stars that you have can win against anybody. But like, you know, that game on Sunday, it can crumble on you just as fast. Mm-hmm. Next up, I, a game that I have personally, uh, I'm shocked that they got killed uh, was the Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans. I'm shocked. I'm what shocked. I'm shocked. They got killed. This was a team that was on fire. Granted, Talk you about know, they, rolling over. They weren't going to sit. They weren't going to like, I didn't think, I mean, I thought they were going to lose, but I, I thought they were going to like, you know, lose at some point. They were on a ridiculous win streak, but 34 to three. Um, gross. 
Titans put themselves in the number one seed, Bryce. Um, Deontay Foreman goes for 26 carries and 132 yards, and the highest receiver in terms of yards was A.J. Brown. And they only threw the ball 18 times against the Dolphins. The Titans just physically dominated this Miami Dolphin team. Bryce, they're starting to get – they're looking like they're going to get Derrick Henry back. They're looking like Leo Jones might come back. Are the Tennessee Titans a real threat to take it all? No. Wow. No. no. Wow. And, and guess what? They're about to lose Bud Dupree because he's beating people up in Walgreens. No, I'm not. I'm not buying the Titans because because we've seen it every year since Mike Vrabel's been there. If they get behind, they're not coming back and winning. They're just not. Okay. It, it, yeah. If they don't that. have a lead that. and they don't have the opportunity to just pound the football and run out the clock, they have no chance. They have no chance. So if they want to go play Kansas City again and, and get their jimmies whipped again by them, right, then, then go for it. But I just – I'm not buying them as a Super Bowl contender. No, thank you. Well, they're, they're right now. If, if the season ended, they're the number one seed in the AFC. That's and, great. You know, I, 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 they are – they will have their destiny, basically. They will have all their games at home, including the bye, to get guys healthy. Um I'm I'm at a point where I think they're gonna they could be sneaky. I, I think they might do it. I think they might come out and be. Uh, I think they're gonna be a tough out. Just how how healthy will Derrick Henry be? I think that's the main question. Uh, the defenses look very sharp. Uh, the Dolphins proved uh, that it, it was almost like they were riding this uh, this like cloud of joy, and then all of a sudden there's this slide. You know, like so you're, you're like in a trampoline or something, and you get off the trampoline, you're just jumping. You're just like sky high. You're like full of app. You're jumping full of air, and then all of a sudden you just fall because you slip or you trip, and you're back to reality. Well, that's the Dolphins' offense. That that they were back to reality. This is an offense that is a disaster in the run game. They're a disaster at the offensive line. This is a team that literally will have to script games out for them to win. Brian Flores is a very good coach. I think this team's got a lot that they can build off of. You know, particularly investing something in their offensive line, but to loot, but this this was a team that was not going to the playoffs this year. They just weren't. They were they were they were coming in hot. We needed to talk about them, rightfully so. They were not getting the playoffs. Titans took care of business at home. I think that's all it came down to. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles, led by former Colts up some respect on their Sirianna, name. Sirianni, sorry, gets to the playoffs and defeats the lousy Washington football team. The Philadelphia Eagles made the playoffs, Bryce. What do we think of the Philadelphia Eagles making the playoffs? I love this. I love good, this. Good. Because, I like that. Good. So, so here's why I, I kind of, I, so when I play fantasy football, I, I, I grow very fond of the players that are on my team. Sure. Let me tell you, Caleb. Okay. I picked up Jalen Hurts in free no, agency the first you. week of the season. Yeah, you did. Okay, just for funsies. Yep, yep. Okay. And I have ridden him all the way to the champion to, to the championship. And Jalen Hurts is just he's so up and down, right? But you know he's gonna go out there and compete. Um yeah, the run game, they're finally establishing a run game after having no run game all season long. We've seen Devontae Smith get going. Yep. Um, Dallas Goddard has been very vital to their offense when he's in there. I know he's missed with COVID and injuries yep. and things like that. Yeah. Um, they have a backfield, Caleb. When Miles Sanders is yeah, healthy, they do. 
Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, who is still bowling. He can still bowl out. For you. <laughs> and then the rookie, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, they do. They got a good um, And you know what? They've actually been really good in the past, get, like, past defense. They're actually pretty solid. I'm yeah. Not even, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They're scrubs. clean. They're clean in the secondary. They're like, clean. I agree. <laughs> they're clean. Like, if you're not careful. If, Are if you, you saying they can win? Are you saying they can win it's, a game in the playoffs to the right back? It's potential. 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 So, potential. so right now they're playing the Rams. I don't like that matchup I don't for either. them. That's a tough matchup for them. Um, but if they were going to play like the Bucks, like. They, they would give them fits. Mm-hmm. They would give them fits. They'd give Brady fits. You, they, they would really give Brady fits. I, I like with, that a with lot. The, with the inexperience of the wide receiving core. Yeah, I think so. It oh, would be interesting. Fits. They'd give him fits. I, I would, I would really, I like would read for that. I would read you know, for that. The Tampa it's Bay Bucks happen. secondary against Smith. That'd yeah, be- I, I guess it's possible. <laughs> I don't know that it happens though. Yeah. If it's a Rams matchup, I like the Rams there. Mm-hmm. But if it's the Bucks, I would tune into that game. Oh, for I sure. Tune in for that. I will tune into that. I that's the Eagles are are starting to get something going. I agree. Past past defense looking better. I like to see Nelson step up a little more for them. I think that's going to be a key in terms of how far they can go. Solid piece. I just want to see more out of that. My thing with the Eagles, um, which you know, I, I just this is a long term uh, conversation, but I still think it needs to happen. Can you just be okay that Jalen Hurts is a good and legitimate starting quarterback? Can we just say that? Like, why are they trying to get all cute with this? Like, he's a good quarterback, man. He's going for 3,000 yards, and he's he has 784 running yards. He has the most running yards on this team. He could potentially get into the mid-800s. Hurts looks really good, and he's he's not he's not doing anything that's too out of the ordinary. Yeah, stop, I mean, stop, stop. Uh, people need to stop having, uh, you know, uh, love sessions with Lamar Jackson. Why don't you go take a, why don't you, some of you go take look a look at, at Jalen Hurts. Look at a gamer like Hurts right now. I mean, honestly, like they have two, they have two receivers over the 800 mark. Both of them could hit the 900 mark. That's encouraging for Devontae Smith to be able to easily hit the 900 marks. Got it to hit the 900 mark. I think if you're the Eagles, there's a lot to like. Um, I'm sick and tired of Boston scouting the goal line, but I think that the Eagles do have a very good run game and they've got a great offensive line. And that's a good thing to have in the playoffs. And I, I think Bryce, the, the reason I loved what you said about the Eagles against the bucks is because I think that defensive line, when you got to go against Fletcher Cox in January, right in the middle, he is staring right in the middle of an opponent's quarterback. And I understand he's not, what he wants was, but he's still very good. And, and, and so when you got, when you got to face that in January, that's a tough matchup for anybody. I, I think there's a lot to be encouraged by. I'm curious to see how they compete uh, against the Cowboys this week. I'm very curious, you know, that they kind of fold or they make it competitive. I, I, hope win both or loss. Team, I hope both teams play the entire game yeah. and just play it out. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, that'll be something to follow for sure. Uh, next up. Uh, the Bills against the Falcons. The Bills pretty much crushed the Falcons. Falcons uh, get eliminated from the playoffs. That's what's starting to open up a little bit, I think, uh, in the NFC. And then the Bills take care of business. They have a chance, Bryce, to go up to the three seed next week, depending on results. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just think it's the Josh Allen show, man. I think they're just starting to figure out that he's the guy, despite the fact that he's throwing for three picks. He's just, he, he's, he's got 81 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. I love that. I just, the bills, the bills are a team to me that might be getting some traction. Where are your thoughts on the bills right now? I'm still worried about the turnovers, man. I am still worried about the turnovers. He's turned the ball over a lot this season. I wouldn't want to play the bills. Um, but I think, you know, if, if you scheme it right and you game, game plan it right, I think you can really disrupt Josh Allen. Um, Diggs really hasn't had the season that, you know, we thought he might um, after what he did last season. Sure. Um, I, there's definitely holes in this Buffalo team. They are not the Buffalo of last season, no. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, do I still think they have the potential? Yes, I do. Uh, but I, this is a very beatable team, and we've seen that throughout the year. And it all hinges on Josh Allen. You, you can't, you can't rely, you can't give the ball to Devin Singletary and be like, "Go win us a game." You can't do it. it but the it's, trenches it's are Josh responding, Allen. though. Can I, can they, I make they, the argument? Yes, they are, they are yes, responding. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I don't think, I don't think Devin Singletary is that guy. I just okay. don't think he's okay. that guy. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, so uh, let me compare then. So, yep. so you can give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and he can win you a game, huh. but you can't, you can't give the ball to Devin Singletary and tell him to go win you a game. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not what he is. Yeah. Good way to put it. I, I think they have been improving, especially I think Singletary has been really killing the last couple of weeks, but I, I agree with you. He's not, that's not the type of back he is. That's not how he's built. It's not, um, his style really. Uh, and I think that's a good point that you mentioned. I think they got to start getting the, the receivers healthy as well. Beasley, I think coming back, you know, trying to get through COVID Davis, uh, has been kind of in and out, had the, had the COVID. He comes back for this game. Isaiah McKenzie had that great game against the Patriots. Then he only goes for one reception, six yards. That does not make sense to me. If you're the Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, I'm figuring out more ways to try to get a guy like that involved. And Dawson Nice goes for goose eggs. The Bills have decent weapons. I think they've got to start getting a little more creative here. And Brian Dable is a guy that's getting mentioned for head coaching candidate, you know, guy that's been two years. And it's, I agree it. with you. I, it's like, it's time to prove it. Like, why is he all of a sudden to slam the candidate? This is when you prove it. You can show me all you want the regular season, but it seems like Brian Dable is not really that deserving of a job. Instead, he's being lifted by Josh Allen. He's being lifted by the talent that's on this team. I don't think it's Brian Dable that's doing the work. That's all I'm saying. I think, you know what, Price? I think, I mean, I hate comparing this guy, okay? Because this is a bad name that I'm about to respond. But I'm oh sniffing boy. like Matt Nagy vibes. With oh, Brian boy. oh, I'm sniffing, boy. I'm that's, sniffing. I'm, I'm sniffing mm, Matt Nagy. I'm sniffing. It's, I'm sniffing a very similar situation. I'm, wow. I'm just saying. Next up, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Monday night game. Steelers and Browns. Baker Mayfield sucks. Ben uh, somehow, some way, uh, doesn't suck enough uh, to get the win over the Browns. They they move on. Uh, ben gets his happy tour. He gets his farewell, Bryce. Uh, he shows why he's a ring of honor type of guy for the Steelers, uh, despite throwing a QBR of 11.9. And they add, add 2.7 yards uh, uh, per, per, per play. And it's somehow the Steelers, somehow the Steelers went 26 to 14. And technically speaking, you know, their possibilities aren't very likely, but there's still a chance the Steelers can make the playoffs. 
Yeah, they can. There's a chance. This is stupid. This is so stupid. Um. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this game sucked. This game just sucked. Did I didn't suck. even watch it. I, yeah, I didn't, and I didn't need to watch it. No, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I already. This game I was like sucked. hardly. This I wasn't paying attention like normal. I could care less about this game. <laughs> But nonetheless, the Steelers won. I'm happy for Big Ben. He got Farewell. his nice send off, you know, at Heinz Field, um, which that was cool. I mean, I, I mean, great. I like Big Ben. I, I, I was yeah, thinking, but it wasn't even. It wasn't even like. No. It wasn't even like a cool win. No, like, it, oh it was yeah, a weird win. absolutely. Yeah. I threw for 123 <laughs> yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Oh, and I got sacked twice. My QBR was 11.9. Two yards of play. I can't get over the two yards of play. Baker Baker Mayfield had a better QBR in this game. He had 14.8. And Baker was 16 to 38 for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Oh, God. I mean, this is is, is disgusting. And he got sacked nine times. I mean, Najee Harris ran the ball 28 times of that touchdown anything <laughs> ray ray mcleod was your was your uh leader in receiving leader yards with 35 tj watt was more entertaining tj watt had four sacks that was more entertaining yeah i, I agree this was God, this was a game that so you watched bad. just for if you watched it you just wanted to see below average quarterback play and two franchises that absolutely have no idea where they're going the steelers Tomlin keep his winning record yeah the Tomlin streak yeah, going yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was it was such a rough game. So I thought disgusting. it was a good, I thought it was a good one to end on on a light note. But I mean, you know, in all seriousness, Bryce, we got a lot of good playoff, uh, a lot of good football coming up uh, next week. Yeah, we, we got the Saturday night games. Obviously, that big Chargers Raiders game. Can the Colts get that much needed win against Jacksonville? Um, can San Francisco? Get from, uh, can, yes, can San Francisco. We got the Rams and. You know, if they lose and the Saints win, Saints get in. Really hope the Saints don't get in. If the Saints get in, if, if the Saints get in, that'll be one of the lousiest offensive showings in football. And and then you have like all of these like potential seating changes that are going to happen. That may not have it. We'll have it all covered for you uh, next week on Wednesday. I'm very excited for this pod, Bryce. Uh, I'm just looking forward to what this next week has in store, man. Oh, me too, man. It's going to be packed. It's going to be a lot, a lot going on, a lot of situations. But the finally, the playoff picture will become clear after next week. Thank God. Thank God. And without further ado, uh, thank you for listening in Welcome to the Lens Signing Podcast. To the original and the best power hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network.